It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. No, why not? I like the beard. I like the f- five o'clock shadow. Can you feel, do dude. a little bit of a mustache just for like a week? Can you like no. next time you shave, just sh- no. leave the mustache. Not for that long. Just for dude. one just for one shave cycle. How about this? Can you do it for one shave cycle? I'll hit you up when I'm about to like no. trim my beard and I'm then asking, I'll let you see the mustache. This is, this is what I'm asking for. What? I'd like you to just for one shave cycle. No. Why not? I'll take a picture and we can post it. But why not? But I'm not walking around with that. Wait, but it's just for one it's like one two days, really. No, right? I have this problem. How, how, how often do you shave? How often do you shave? Uh Twice a week. Okay. That, so if you do it on a Tuesday, right? And then you shave again on a Friday. I'm not leaving the house. Come on, dude. Wednesday, Thursday. Dude, you I'm don't not leave the leaving house the house. that much anyways. Bro. I leave the house all the time. <laughs> I'm so busy, please, dude. Please, please, what satisfaction please. do you get from because it? Because I just want to see I just want to see with a little bit so so that way I can get the idea. Because that's a, just enough darkness where I can be like, Oh yeah, I could totally get uh, Okay, mustache. here's we'll make a deal. Okay. Once what, you, do I have to grow a mustache, Once you grow a mustache, asshole. I'll grow a mustache, dude. You're a fucking dick. All right, I'll be here waiting. You want some biotin, dude? I got some places where I could get you some biotin, bro. I bet you do. Yeah, it's called uh, any pharmaceutical. It's mm. called Amazon. Mm. Anything you What's want, it dude. Amazon. Interesting. Yeah, dude. You know, I, I want to ask you a question. Okay, lay it on me. Have you met a celebrity before? Yeah. Who? Um, I met, I've met a couple of athletes, actually. I've met Khalil Mack. I've nice. met Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Nice. Uh, but that's funny that you bring this up, because I actually wanted to tell the story about how I fucked up my encounter with Champ Bailey. Really? Okay, let's hear that. I'm all ears for that. Uh, well, Champ Bailey, for those of you who don't know, was a, uh, he's going to be a Hall of Fame defensive back. He was played for the Denver Broncos, and uh, incredible football player. And when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory in Irvine, him and his family came and sat at my bar. Nice. And uh, they all ordered food, and I knew instantly that it was Champ Bailey, and I almost shit my pants. <laughs> and I like, couldn't put a sentence together. I couldn't. <laughs> t- I don't know why. I, this is like after I had, I had met other famous people before, and other athletes had sat at my bar also. Like Kareem didn't sit at my bar, but he was in, he was in the patio, and I, I met him there. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get like this, but I don't know, dude. Champ Bailey is like... What were you saying? What were your interactions? I just like, like couldn't get anything. I do remember at the end of his meal, I was like, "Oh, would you would you like a box for your food?" And he's like, uh, "No, thanks." And I started like putting it in a box already. And I was anyway. like, "You'll probably want this for later." And he's like, "No, no, I don't want a box." I'm like, "But it's okay. I'll put it in a box. Here, I'll do this for you." And I like like handed him back the box in the bag. He's like, "Thanks." And then when he left, he just left it on the bar. <laughs> you should have taken the box for yourself. Uh, just like mm, Champ Bailey. You know who this. was eating this? Champ you know, Bailey was eating out of this. A, I saw these Josh, are his leftovers. I saw Josh Norman also at that same Cheesecake Factory. That Cheesecake Factory and Irvine sees quite a bit Poppin'. of peeps. Yeah, because it's it, the Spectrum Center is the only thing to do in Irvine. Okay. So, um, so if I want to see some celebrities, I should go over there to the Cheesecake Factory in <laughs> Irvine. Yeah, you got to spend a lot of time there, though. I spent, a, I spent like a whole year there, and I saw four or five people. Hey, that's actually pretty frequent as opposed to living in the Bay Area. Oh, You're going to see well, close to Dick. When I worked at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, uh-huh. I met Khalil Mack and Charles Woodson uh-huh. uh, and... I saw Steph Curry. He walked through my bar and gave me a nod. That was nice. really fucking cool. Uh-huh. Did um, I tell you that story about how I met uh, Aisha Curry? The, no? No, but I... I'll I, tell you, yeah. Go ahead. So I used to work at H&M. Mm-hmm. And, um, did her I, mother leave a credit card behind? Did my mother? Her, mo- her mother. No. Oh, that's what happened at that, Cheesecake Factory. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, her mother left a credit card behind. She had to come pick it up. And like, okay, I'm just getting this real quick. Mine was... Uh, so I was working at the cash wrap at H&M. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a busy day. So a bunch of customers just like 
uh, it's like just a bunch of transactions, one right after the other, right after the other. And um, this was way back when, and so I didn't really, uh, I wasn't really familiar with how she had looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't too, too deep into her socials into or stuff. Wives. <laughs> yeah, into athletes' wives. And uh, she came up, and I was helping her out, asking her how her day was, treating her like any other customer. And it wasn't until the end of the transaction where my supervisor came up next to me, said hi to Aisha, and was like, oh my gosh. I, I, I love all of your pictures. You and your family are so cute. Um, I hope you had a great time here. Bye. And uh, she walked and you're away. Like, who was that? And I was like, who was that? And they were like, Ugh, of course. Who, who do you think that was? That was Aisha Curry. And I was like, I'm stupid. I just thought that was a pretty lady. <sighs> but I tell you, I bet you sometimes celebrities kind of like that. They kind of like the they like the anonymity. They want to be treated like anyone else. Yeah, they want to be treated like a normal person. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's how Neil Strauss got Britney Spears' phone number. He treated her like a normal girl. Nice. He like, was at the, the bar to next do. to her and was like, uh, I think he ordered a... <laughs> no, no, that's from his... It's a good story. Anyways, well, that's a nonsense thing that I just said. <laughs> um, guys, we watched the crazy movie. Welcome, welcome, welcome to ICBTB Podcast. Yep, also known as It Can't Be That Bad. This is the place where... Even the worst movies can still be good. That's right. We're here to defend the shit out of critically condemned films because we have a few words to say to you critics out there. Actually, just two. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched a movie called The Fanatic. Fanatic. Uh, it's came out last year, and it's starring John Travolta. And if you're being like, what? John Travolta was in a movie last year? I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know because yep. uh, this movie is bonkers. It is Really off the charts. If we already tell you who made this film, you're going to be like, you're kidding. I'm out. You're going to be like, I will not watch it. I don't like liars. That's what you will say to us. Uh, it was directed by Fred, Fred Durst, Durst. Uh, of Limp Bizkit fame. That's right. And then uh, I totally forgot about that until they make a Limp Bizkit joke in this film. They're like, mm, this is what I used to listen to. And I'm like, what? It was so shoehorned in. So I was like, oh, like what a shameless plug. What a shameless plug of but some music. For- from a long time ago. That brings me to my fifth point. What's your fifth point? I have a shameless plug. What is your shameless plug? Uh, I had notes, but I don't know where they are. Oh, I know exactly what we're shamelessly Help me plugging. Out here, Folks out there, gamers, if you guys like to watch people stream and play some fantastic video games and be really good at it, you should follow Mr. Dad on <laughs> Twitch. Give him a sub. That's right. Give him money because yes. he's doing what he loves and he's very fucking good at it. He's one of my greatest, nicest, prettiest friends. His name is Sinjin. Yeah. Uh, and we used to uh, like give each other hugs and high fives and stuff. And now he's on the other side of the country. So we just like uh, telegraph each other. Yeah. Um, I usually use the Pony Express. Nice. That's a good move, too. <laughs> uh, I've heard also like pigeons. Those work as yeah, well. Those also work. So, Sinjin, I'm waiting for your return pigeon. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for my return child. And if you are confused on that, let me explain. What I do is I whisper into a kid's ear my <laughs> message that I want to deliver to Sinjin. And the child is like, okay. And well, then the child on foot will well, travel no. across the country. This and poor we'll child. Yeah, he's still on his way. So, Sinjin, you haven't gotten the message yet. Uh, but yeah, follow, follow Mr. Dad. Mr. Dad. And I'm not Dad. saying Mr. Dad. Mr. Dad. Star. It's yes. like the word star. And then dad, because he's a dad, I think. With a beautiful multiple, baby. Multiple dad. He's a multiple-time uh, multiple daddy. Yep. And he's also a baddie. That's right. And you know who we are? Zaddies. I don't think we can call ourselves that. We can't call ourselves zaddies? I would never call myself that. I'll call uh, myself But you know what I would call day. myself a fanatic for? 
John Travolta. Fuck, dude. I thought this movie was bonkers. Talkers. Crazy. Uh, we'll just jump into the itty bitty nitty gritty committee and we'll just go from there. Let's tackle it. The Fanatic is rated R. <laughs> it was released in 2019 and has a runtime of one hour, 26 minutes. And nice. for anybody named Melissa Lopez, it is 86 minutes. You hear total. that, Melissa? This movie had a rating from IMDb, Christian. Uh-huh. What was it? It was 4.9 out of 10. That's a terrible score. It had a rating, Christian. Uh-huh. From Rotten Tomatoes. Tell me what it is. It was 17. Oh, my gosh. And my friend Christian. Yes? Would you like to guess the percentage of Google users? All right, Alejandro. I'm going to make my family out there in the Philippines proud by my- guessing the right answer. Excellent. Let's go. 75%. Incorrect. Fuck. What is it? <laughs> the answer is... Fifty-six percent. Ah, fuck. (laughs) Synapses coming right at you. Right at you. (sighs) Moose is a rabid movie fan who's obsessed with his favorite celebrity action hero, Hunter Dunbar. When cheated out of his opportunity to meet Hunter, Moose gets help from a photographer who knows how to find celebrities' homes. When Moose's actions begin to take a darker turn, Dunbar soon finds himself at the mercy of his increasingly dangerous stalker. Don't call me a stalker! Don't call me a stalker! And if you're thinking we're just saying that for shits and giggles... No, they literally scream that all the time in this movie. All the time. All Um, the time. I don't know how much it cost to make this movie, but do you want to know how much this movie made? Oh, okay. For uh, $20 million. That's incredible. <laughs> what? That's an incredible guess. <laughs> oh, is it good? Like incredibly wrong, incredibly accurate. It made $3,153 oh, no! at the box office. <laughs> I'm so curious. 3153 American dollars. Are you serious? It was released in 54 theaters, and that's all it made. People did not want to watch this? <sighs> I would have wanted to watch this while it was in theaters just for the concept. John Travolta playing the fanatic. John Travolta pulling off a mullet like Theo Vaughn. John Travolta wearing Hawaiian. Is it a wig? Yeah, for sure. John Travolta's been wearing a wig since fucking Greece, dude. He's bald as a motherfucker. Oh, that's right. He's he's a bald mofo. He's a did not even realize that. Well, they uh the hair hair designer, you did a good job by making it look real. Um let's right off the bat. Alejandro. Hit me. What did you think of the film? I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really bonkers and the twist at the end got me going. Uh-huh. I really liked the movie. I think it's a fun. I mean, I mean, people hate on it because John Travolta is not doing the John Travolta thing. Uh-huh. But when has John Travolta done the John Travolta thing? He's made some crazy bonkers movies in the last yes. couple of years. He's and at least weaved in, this in one, and out of like the Hollywood A list for sure. This one, he plays a person with autism, yes. which is insane to see. It is. Um, but right. you know what? Hey, equal opportunities because uh, those people can be villains too. Yeah. Right from the beginning, the first scene uh, is of Moose, which is John Travolta's name. Incredible name. He walks into this uh, this store with collectibles, a collectibles store, mm-hmm. right, of a bunch of different uh, novelties from different uh, movies and whatnot. Yeah. And he's talking to the store owner, and the first thing he says is like, hey, Josh, got to make this quick because I got to poo. <laughs> that I thought was pretty funny. I thought it was really funny. And right from the get, you kind of- um, You, you understand of, he's a very- to it kind of guy. Yeah, he, he's a very socially awkward mm-hmm. uh, individual, and that's kind of just how it is when you are on the spectrum. It, yes. it, it's hard to read social cues. Uh, there's a lack of eye contact. And with that being said, I think that um, 
John Travolta did a good job uh, tackling the character that he was given. Yeah, no, he did a he did an incredible job. This is a great character, very mm-hmm. far away from what he is. It's a real person. Yes, uh, and he's acting up a storm everywhere from his voice. His demeanor down to his physicality, he has embodied a new character that we have never seen from him before. Um, and I, this concept has been done. Th- apparently, this is a remake of a remake uh, of a movie called The Fan. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what was going on in Fred Durst's mind. Uh, to... Well, they say it was a remake of The Fan. Is it? The Fan is an, a Bollywood film. Is it? Yeah. So was Fred Durst like, let's take this Bollywood film? Uh well, well because there was a another like a 1991 film that was a remake of the original fan starring Wesley Snipes or, or something like that, and then they made this movie. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Wesley Snipes was in one like this. Yeah, apparently it was way better. I was reading like comments of like uh, the uh, the trailer on YouTube of this movie. It's like when Netflix remade Inside Man, and it's like, what? Where's Denzel? And they're like, no Denzel in this one. Like, what? Now you're gonna make Inside Man gonna without Denzel? Ah, uh, but I mean. <laughs> Dude, this movie was fun. I really did enjoy it. Yeah, we, let's 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 uh, let's break it down. So, poor Moose though. Moose has a tough life. He lives in Hollywood. Yes, um, which is cool. But uh, he is one of those street performers in downtown Hollywood. Like he legitimately lives in Hollywood, and he has this love for Hollywood that I completely understand. Yeah, because I kind of have that like reverence for Hollywood because I do wish it wasn't such a disgusting, dirty place full of drug dealers and hookers and whores. Yeah. Uh, but I do wish it was the story that they used to tell us. They used to tell us that it was, you know, a beautiful place where the movie stars walked at night and everyone was famous it's and happy. you and, could make it big. But uh, but the truth was that it was not. It was always no. a dirty, dark place and murders yeah. happened there constantly. And They're trying to show the truthful side of Hollywood. It's and a you sad, definitely dark, see that. It's, yeah, the, the, the struggle for fame is real in Hollywood. Yeah, and you see it through him and, like, and he's already trying to scrap up whatever dollars he can get by by embodying this uh um british police officer yeah, a, a uh, i guess like a, a keystone keystone cop yeah and he's he's trying his hardest to tackle this accent and it's just not landing and it's heartbreaking well yeah but at least he's trying I and, mean, but he's not he, i would say though he, his accent in the bathroom was way better than when he gets out onto the stage street. fright, dude. That's what That's it is. True. It's stage um, fright. In the opening scene when he's at that collectible store, the guy yes. it tells him that, uh, hey, Hunter Dunbar is going to be here. Mm-hmm. He's going to be at this store like this weekend. And, he, and John Travolta's like, I got to meet him. I got Freaking him. out. I got to have something for him to sign that's good. And the guy's like, well, I could sell you this jacket for 800 bucks. And John Travolta's like, oh, man. I don't I, have that money. He's like, I, have, I, 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 I can get you 300 bucks. Yes. And he's like. All right, and the guy kind of sells it to him begrudgingly, but uh, which is weird because sometimes the guy wanted to help out uh, Moose, yes, and then like also at the same time like pulls Dunbar away, knowing that Moose was the next person. Like, yeah, why not be like, hey, will you sign this for Moose? And That's then exactly what go I talk was to thinking. Your wife outside because this mo- this entire plot, this terrible, it all happens because right as Moose gets to go get his autograph. Hunter, Hunter Dunbar, Dunbar is pulled away by this collectible store owner saying, oh, uh, your wife is outside with your kid. And Hunter Dunbar is like, okay, no more shining. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And of course, Moose, being the fanatic that he is, follows him into the back alley where his wife is waiting with her kid. Ugh. And he watches them have this fight. Yeah. And he walks up to them. And he's the first thing he says is like, Hunter Dunbar, I'm a big fan. You know I'm on your side. And uh, he, <laughs> dude, and okay. Do you think that the way that Hunter Dunbar was acting toward John Travolta. Was that understandable? Do you think it was a little too much? No, I mean, I, it's understandable because I could get where he's coming from. Yes. But what's not 
forgivable is like clearly Moose has these social. Yeah, uh, he's missing these social cues. Of course, and that's on that end. Like he 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 constantly threatens him with violence. Um, yeah, and it's like oh, dude, like clearly, like which I get it. It's scary. I've I've had encounters with people who maybe not be at the at their highest uh, point, uh, mm-hmm. and it's and it's and it, you get scared. But uh, you know sometimes you have to like take a step back and like assess what's going on and like realize like this guy clearly needs some sort of help yeah. and he's just a fan. And, yeah. uh, he but, gave him zero benefit of the doubt. No, no, no. Yeah. Fred Durst right off the bat was like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the haircut. Haircuts will do that to you. You got a gross haircut <laughs> like that. That'll make people not like you right off the bat. I kind of liked it. Imagine. That's a gross mullet. That's something that I could see. Me and? Uh, no, not you. Oh, thank God. I just, I happen to just be pointing because I like to use hand gestures. Um, I could imagine like a fashionista in New York rocking that haircut. I've for sure seen some like high Milan model with that same mullet yeah, haircut. Yeah, dude. But that doesn't mean it looks good. I've seen some foreign exchange students at community college rock some like weird haircuts, but all the foreign exchange girls are flaunt. They're just like falling at their heels and whatnot over those haircuts. Falling at their heels. Yeah, what's the saying? Falling Fall- head over heels. Falling head over heels. Falling at their heels. That sounds like a problem you should yeah. take to the doctor. Oh, oh my God. Miss, are you okay? No, don't help me up. Don't help me doctor, up. Doctor, doctor, I'm falling at the heels. That sounds like what happens when you don't have an Achilles tendon. Yeah, probably. And also, you'll, you're probably just dead if you don't have an Achilles tendon. You can live with that. You have to get it repaired. It, oh, I don't even want to think about getting mine sliced. But aside from the point. Yes. We, let's get back to the fanatic. This takes place. Um, so Moose is has a, another friend, this paparazzi, paparazza friend who mm-hmm. um, does kind of like help him, but. Does she have like a romantic relationship? No, with not at all. She she's looking after him like an older sister. That's that. She's yeah. just a, a Hollywood photographer trying to take pictures of these celebrities. And I thought she was very pretty. I don't know about you. Ugh, I, not I for thought me. the septum piercing. And this is where we get along. We have different tastes in women. So if there was ever like a point in time like where we were both single and we saw two girls walking down the street, and I'd be like, okay, I'm for that one, and you'd be like, oh, I'm for the other one, and then we high five, and then uh. Double date time. But I see, like, when you like girls that are pretty, like, I can appreciate that they're also pretty people. Mm -hmm. I just, they're not for me. They're not your type. Okay. But this girl you did not think was pretty? No. Man, I thought her lashes were banging. But anyway, she was treating uh, John Travolta like a younger brother of some sorts, you know? Yeah. Trying to get him into this, like, celebrity party uh, where she thought Hunter Dunbar would be. Did she? I felt like she didn't think Hunter Dunbar was going to be there. Really? I feel like I she had know. an inkling. That seemed fucked up. But why would she, like, yeah, have him climb over this fence to get into this private she party? Because she knew that he would make a scene and that she could take pictures of famous people. That's some deep thinking. It. That's really what I thought it was. Because remember, wow. Because she makes him jump the fence. And then she doesn't yeah. jump the fence. Like, she just walks right in. How does she. Maybe she jumps the fence eventually, too, or finds a way in. She's in, she's in there. We don't see. Wow. That is an interesting uh, take at it. I, I didn't look that deeply into it. I didn't like her at all? Nope. I thought she was kind of mean to Moose. I think what she did, so to move on with the story, uh-huh. so uh, she uh, she shows him this app on uh, his phone. It's yeah, called the Stars, Star what? Map app. Do you remember the Star Maps that they used to sell in Hollywood? And you could see exactly where they lived? Yeah, it'd be like for like four or five bucks, you could see where like T- Tom Cruise's house That's is. That's and... so weird. I wouldn't want anything like that to well, happen to me. that reminded me, when I was a kid, I used to send letters to celebrities, uh-huh. and their addresses were just on the internet. 
So I send letters to like Bill Cosby and um, Toby McGuire and Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. We just send them a letter. Hey, I'm a big fan. Would you mind sending me back a signed autograph? And they would send me back a signed headshot. And uh, who did you get a signed headshot from? Jim Carrey. Uh, nice. Bill Cosby. Cool. I wonder Toby how McGuire. much that's worth. <laughs> Toby McGuire is actually pretty cool. Actually, yeah, that's actually really cool. Um, I'd have to look at the binder. It's still, in, I think it's in my attic, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I got a couple that were good. I want to see that, dude. That actually Elmo? would be really cool to see. I think I have Elmo's autograph. How does that work? Does some some kid put on the Elmo costume and then they sign? Well, you know, Elmo Elmo's a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hunter Dunbar is played by Devin Sawa. Are you familiar with who Devin Sawa is? Only in the music video. He was in Eminem's Stan. Yes. Ooh, I completely forgot about that. Which I thought was the whole reason why he's in this film. Wow, he was the fanatic in Stan. Exactly, yeah. I thought that's the whole, like... Oh, my no. gosh. Oh, you didn't put that together, huh? No, I didn't. Huh. Man, Fred Durst, you're kind of like a, a subtle <laughs> genius to, no, of some sort. he's not. No. <laughs> Dude, the point of this podcast is to defend the film. Yeah, I actually not, liked the, it. not the director. It's not Fred Durst. He Fuck did Fred make Durst. some interesting, interesting uh, decisions in this film. Like? But, uh... <laughs> Like everything, <laughs> like <They're>, making it, <laughs> like making it, like so. John Travolta, John Travolta's character in this uh, film, I liked a lot. Yeah, I liked does, uh, Moose is great. Did. Moose is great. There, there were a few scenes where I was like, ah, oh, John Travolta, he just fell a little short. But I don't think it was John Travolta's fault. I think it was Fred Durst saying that was a good shot. We're keeping that. Yeah, where John Travolta was crying after he was getting bullied by those other street performers. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they should have done that a few more times before <laughs> keeping that. Let in the, the emotions real. ramp up a little bit, right? Yeah, there because John Travolta wasn't feeling it they quite kept, yet. They they so he has these people who perform next to him who do like this weird magic trick where they shove a nail through their nose. Yeah, and the real trick is well, people are watching that. He has another guy come and pickpocket you, and that's how they make their money. Uh huh. Yet for some reason, he is dying. To have Moose work with him. I don't get why, it. Why does he want Moose to work with him so badly? There's so many other thugs on the street. Is Moose even a good pickpocket? No. I, I don't want to be a dick, but based on everything I've seen in this movie, I wouldn't trust Moose to be He's a pickpocket. He's clumsy. He, he is, is very, very clumsy, bro. Oh, my God. We haven't even jumped into like... When he breaks into the house and drops the phone. Yeah, so he we'll eventually... Get, we'll get to that. God damn. He eventually gets uh, Hunter Dunbar's address. Through, uh, that, through that app. Star Map app. And he's going to go and just... He, he starts off even harmless than that. Yes. Just going to see... Um, he's trying to drop off a letter. But more, but remember, who's the first celebrity he sees? Jamie Foxx or something like that? Um, he's like, oh, I just saw... Um, I can't remember. So, but, he's so-and-so's house. He's like, it's so big. Oh, Ben Affleck. He's like, oh, I just saw Ben was. Affleck's house. So he has two pools. And so it starts off fairly innocent. It's very innocent. It's very cute because he's just mesmerized by the lifestyle of these celebrities that he looks up to. Yeah. And which is great, which is why people take those tours in Hollywood. Yeah, but there's obviously something up with um, Hunter Dunbar, Devin yep, Sawa's yep. character. He has a lot of internal conflict. He he has he, he and his wife are divorced. They're having arguments about who has uh, the kid this weekend and who has the kid this weekend and whatnot. Um, he has like a fling with the maid, and so there's some like weird. That was weird tension. when he first kisses the maid. So the maid's like, "We'll get to it." Yeah. So he's got a he's got a fucked up life, Dunbar, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going through at the least a divorce. Yes, at the very least, he's trying to keep his kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems like a good dad. Yeah, as a father, he seems fantastic. In all other aspects, he seems Pretty like a piece dude. of shit person, dude. So Moose finds out where he lives, yes. and he's gonna go and 
We see Hunter Dunbar jogging with yeah, his son. Is he, does he go to uh, drop off a letter the first? No, he just goes to see him the first time. He was going to go get him to sign the jacket or whatever. Uh huh. And then he sees him jogging, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I just wanted to like meet you." And and so, what? I don't remember why he wanted to go to the house to apologize for something like that. I think he wanted to actually get a signature on that eight hundred dollar vest. Um, and the guy's like, "Hey, man, you got to get the fuck out of you. This is super inappropriate. You can't be coming to my house." Yeah, which is completely right. And he's like, that makes sense at that point. So I do have to disagree with how uh, Hunter Dunbar uh, reacted to uh, Moose the first interaction sure. when he was just trying to talk to his wife, because you know he's just a fan. He's at a book signing of yours. Mm-hmm. Just sign his book. He's obviously um, there's something. Special. Yeah, he's special. Give the kid a benefit of the doubt. He's just a big fan, and without. And they say it a bunch of times, without your fans, you're nothing. Dude. Yeah, which is an interesting point. But, you know, you got to give people their privacy, though. I mean, a lo- I guess there is yes. that argument that once you become a celebrity, you've you've given up your privacy That's for that. That's the sacrifice. But uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I think there's a limit. I think there's a way to, like, give people their their, their respectable privacy and, like, yes. and still be able to, like, when I saw James Franco at uh, the play I went to in, in New York, I went to yeah. go see that Harry Potter play, and I saw James Franco, and I saw somebody go up to him and ask him if they could take a picture, and he was like, no, no, I'm not taking pictures today, because like this, the show's not about him. He's not there to take no, pictures. No, he's and, trying like, to just be there. He's just, I just he's wanted a to viewer. come see a show. Yeah, and, and yeah. So I thought that was very interesting, very uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. noble of him, I guess. To say. Yeah, if you can say that. Then that I think that's fine. Like, yeah, if you can understand the time, and the person did, the person got it. The person wasn't like, oh, well, fuck James Franco. Then they were just like, oh, yeah, okay, that yeah, makes sense. Right. If you there, there has to be some sort of understanding between a fan and celebrity, especially when they're out in public, because you have to treat them at the end of the day as like another human being. Totally. That's that's all they are when it comes down to it. Just another normal person trying to live a normal life. They're they full do. of flesh and bones and gross things like that. Um, but yeah, with Hunter Dunbar. I think when Moose finds his address, that was definitely crossing the line. And Moose just does not get it. No, yeah, he definitely doesn't understand why that's a problem. Yeah. Um, he hops the fence. Well, the second time, after he gets kicked out and is told to get out of here. Yeah, and he still The second time, back. he's like, well, I'm going to go give him a letter. I'm going to go put this letter in, in his house, and that way he'll read it, and he'll understand mm-hmm. that I'm sorry I scared him, and I don't, I'm not here to like do anything weird, that mm-hmm. I just, I'm a big fan. I've seen all of his movies, mm-hmm. and then he'll get it. Then Dunbar yeah. will get it. Yeah. But he just gets worse. So he goes and in, and he puts the letter down, and like as he's putting the letter down, uh, Dunbar leaves the house. Yeah. And the maid is like going to the to like doing her duties. Yeah. The maid is just inside the house and sees him through the window and tells him to scram. She screams. Yeah. She's like, "Get out of here!" And Get this out. is his second time. This is Moose's second time trying to yeah. And place. so he gets scared and runs off and runs away. And that night or the next day, whatever, the maid tells Dunbar, hey, there was a weird guy here. And Dunbar's like, oh, whatever. Like, he didn't, he's like, he sure wasn't the gardener. He's being a real dick. Yeah. And then, like, and then she, like, gets, like, looks down and, like, starts crying. And then he goes over to her and starts smooching her on the mouth. Starts kissing her. It didn't look good. And then he pulls no. away. And then she's like, we shouldn't do this anymore. And I'm like, it doesn't look like you've ever done it before. Doesn't look, yeah. that looked like the first time they had ever kissed. It looks like he's really bad so with women. Awkward. He walked up to her. She was terrified. Crying. Is that, if you think, a crying woman needs a big smooch on the mouth. You got an interesting uh, way of handling emotions. Yeah. Even if you guys are like intimate, hug the girl. Don't go for the kiss. She's... Did you insta- he, I think he had both hands on her shoulders. Yeah. How cocky is this guy? Yeah, Devin Sawa looks jacked in this film. He he was in two films that I liked. Uh, 
as a kid. SLC Punk. Um, was he in that? He was. Nice. He, I was thinking Final Destination. Oh, Little Giants. Um, was he in that? He was. Nice. No, and I was gonna say Idle Hands. Oh. Do you was remember that, that movie? Yeah. Was he in that? Seth- <laughs> yeah, I just said the name. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the Seth Green movie? I believe so. Seth Green dies in that one. He's a he's a friend of Devin Sawa, and uh, it also has uh, Jessica Alba in it. Ugh. Ugh. Um, you say ugh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't like her. I, don't like I remember her. now. Um, yeah, so weirdly kisses the maid and then he's like all right well i'm leaving and then he leaves the house <laughs> immediately after she tells him he she no longer feels safe there yes. so he leaves and on his way out he tells the gardener he's like hey man you seen anyone weird walking around in the garden is like no no i'm just doing my job weird gardener and he's yeah. like uh okay well keep an eye on in case you see somebody and the gardener's like all right and that's it that's about it and the and gardener it for the gardener guys the gardener's like it's raining can i go home and because i can't get work like, done Dumbo's like, yeah, go home. Do gardeners need to ask permission to, if it's raining? Like, clearly you can't do your job. Like, what do they what do they expect you to do? Like, stand around and wait for it to stop raining? I guess so. Maybe with someone with with as much money and fame as Hunter Dunbar. But he doesn't live there. That gardener doesn't live there. Oh, uh, the gardener? No, but like to yeah, he's just saying like just maybe Hunter Dunbar obviously seems like he could be a mean person at times. Maybe he does. The gardener does have to ask for permission to leave. So he does, and he leaves, and then so does Dunbar. Yes. And the maid's cleaning some rugs. And guess who's in the woods watching her? Uh, Moose. Moose. Moose is back from the cuts. And he has put the letter like in the middle of the driveway. Yeah. And the maid sees it and she goes down to pick it up. And she opens it up, and Moose comes screaming out of the bushes. It's not the middle of the driveway. It's in the backyard. Oh, it is in the backyard. It is in the backyard. And he's like, no, don't open it, and scares the shit out of her. Yes. And she starts hitting him with like a, a dust. Dirt. Some sort of made object. And he uppercuts the shit out of this bitch. The John Travolta? <laughs> uppercuts the shit out of her. Mullet John Travolta moves. So strong. Is so strong. She I don't... Gets, she's lifted off the ground. <laughs> she. It was she, like a street fighter move. She flies three feet back, <laughs> slams her neck into a bird... T- uh, Bird bath, dude, and dies instantly. Moose should be a character in the next Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he is. If, he is in my book with fatalities like that, and that's how you do a fatality. If I remember playing Mortal Kombat, you press down and then you press Y and you do an uppercut. <laughs> they fly up and they fly down to their death. That's exactly what happened to the maid. What was crazy about that is Bruce. that it does a close shot to her face. Her face is fucked up. Oh yeah, like she got like that punch destroyed her mouth and jaw that punch made her look like owen wilson (laughs) (laughs) that punch made her so ugly (laughs) she was remotely pretty prior to the punch but john travolta's knuckles definitely made an indentation into that bridge so she's dead and has a bloody (laughs) nose and john travolta's like oh no bloody nose is bad it's so bad and then he looks up and sees the doors open into the house and he completely forgets about this death that he just caused. He just walks, well, hey, actually, everybody does, because that doesn't come back up again almost ever. So he just walks into the house <laughs> and is just walking around Fred Durst's house, like using his toothbrush and like He's trying on his clothes. doing everything. He's being a weirdo. He is have loud, ever, too. Have you ever th- wanted to like, that seems, I, this might be really weird. And it's I might a weird get question already. I, I have always kind of wanted to be in a house to like so when i lived in irvine Mm -hmm. with my cousin jeff we used to take these long walks 
and sometimes people would have their lights on you can kind of like see into their house yeah and i would always like think to myself like I wonder what the rest of that house looks like. <laughs> like, I wonder what's in their junk drawer. Like, I get such a kick out of, like, going into it. someone's house and, like, what's... Uh, I don't I don't go into people's medicines closet in their bathroom because I think that's... That's, that's so that's personal. personal. But I would, like, to... I do, like, open random drawers in the kitchen mm -hmm. because I want to see, like, oh, oh, this is a drawer full of... Scissors? Oh, like that. Like you have a full drawer of that scissors? That is an like, interesting concept. Have you ever done that? Like gone to someone's house and see just to see what's in their cabinet? Like, oh, this cabinet's cups and bowls. That's happened to like no. I mean, I guess I've done it with uh, my girlfriend's place. <laughs> I mean, but she's there in the kitchen with me, and we're so comfortable at the point where I'm just like waiting for something to microwave. I'm opening everything, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, batteries. <laughs> Open this batteries. one. Oh, cups. And bowls cups in the same cupboard. In a drawer. Oh, I thought that was in a drawer. <laughs> in a drawer. In um, a drawer. In a drawer. In a drawer. You know what you should apply for? What? Trading spaces. The TV the show? The TV show. If you really want to just trade spaces with someone. Question for you. I never watched it. But when you trade spaces with someone, are you like... I don't know. Is this? I've never. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> okay, then let's be confused together. Cool. Um, what happened in the fanatic though that wasn't confusing <laughs> was uh, Dunbar comes home with his son. Yes. And they go to bed, and uh, who's hiding under the bed? Moose. Moose is, and uh, he's weird, and lets the kid fall asleep. Then he gets up and goes to see Dunbar, who has passed out with a concoction of Lagunitas IPA and sleeping pills. Yep. And is passed out on the couch. So Moose um, takes selfies with them yes can i say that this is probably the, the scariest creepiest scene yeah. in the entire movie because he is in the house with him john travolta is doing a fantastic job as moose in that scene alone he's really making the scene creepy he really made the movie what Work. it is yeah because yeah he's He's fearless. This guy is completely fearless. He goes up right next to Hunter Dunbar, who is asleep. He goes to take a selfie with his iPhone 6. And then what and happens? drops it. Drops it on Hunter Dunbar's chest. And he's just like, uh, and like runs away. And Dunbar wakes up and like stirs for a minute. And like Doesn't uh, realize what's going on. And goes back to sleep on. because he definitely took an Ambien and yeah. fucked himself up. the fuck out. So Dunbar goes and gets his phone, takes another selfie, and sits next to him. Yes. And they watch TV and sleep together. What was so creepy about that? Was the fact, even before that, even, no, afterwards, um, Moose sat next to Hunter Dunbar in the living room, mm -hmm. and he starts rocking back and forth. Yeah, the rocking that Moose does, like when he's can't handle what's you know going on. And I, I'm assuming that is a physical symptom of him just. It's either a mixture of anxiety, nervousness, and excitement. I think, he, yeah, I also think that rocking is an autistic thing. That rocking back and forth. Yeah, yeah, I, but. For the amount that he was doing it for, I think it was because he just could not uh, deal with the fact. Are you pissed right now? Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt and change, <laughs> change the gears. Biggest change I'm of so gears. I'm so sorry, guys. But I reached into this bag of, of trail mix that we have here, and I got a handful of cranberries and prunes and one pecan or one walnut. And it's like, what a shitty handful of trail mix. Anyways, continue, Christian. <laughs> if there's anything... Oh my gosh, that was the biggest digression for no point at all. I will continue. Thank you. I wanted to talk about my favorite scene. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So, yeah, he's rocking back and forth. And it's, you know, we, we've seen that he has these small physical nuances because he does play an autistic character. But this is the peak of him embodying that character. It yeah, is and, creepy. And getting what he's wanted, this 
one-on-one on time. One time with his idol, with his with his with his idol. Yeah, and it, if you think that this is the worst that it gets, whoa, hold on to your car seats, babies. So he falls asleep, and they wake up the next morning because Dunbar has an alarm set. Yeah. Thank God Moose woke up first. Yeah. Because he hangovers it. You remember in the hangover when they first wake up and you can hear a door closing in the background? Yep. That's exactly what happens here. Yep. The Dunbar Durst. wakes up and you hear a door closing. He doesn't even realize it. They go on with their day. Yeah. As he's pulling out of the house, guess who's walking down the street? Moose. And so Dunbar's with his kid. He goes out and he tells him, if you ever come near this neighborhood again, I will personally stick my Smith & Wesson shotgun down your throat or up your ass so far that you'll be shitting bullets for a month. Uh-huh. He's like, do you understand? Yeah. And then, like, Moose is, like, freaked out. Of course. At this. Of course he is. And he starts walking away. He says, I understand, sir. And he, as he's walking away, Devin saw, or Hunter Dunbar says the one trigger that Moose does not want to hear. He calls him is. a stalker. Wow. And then John Travolta turns around and says, I am not a stalker. And it is terrifying. His scream, when he screams at the conviction, bro. Yeah, I, I wish I could imitate that scream right now, but I'd break my mic. Um, so, Moose formulates a plan. Yeah. We don't see it. We just kind of cut to... Uh, is there much in between? How did we... At this point, um, no, I don't think there's That's much. much cut think... to Dunbar waking up in his room. Yeah. Tied to his bed. Yeah. And he is... In a dark room, screaming for help, and he's he's kicking, he's trying to get out, and he looks over and he sees Dunbar, or he Dunbar he looks moose. over and he sees Moose in a fetal position in a pool of blood. Yes, and I I, was, I freaked out at first. I was like, "What kind of movie is this?" He he killed himself, bro. Yeah. Uh, and then Moose gets up. He was just joking with him. Yeah. He was just like, I'm a good actor. I'm a good actor. I he's got like, I you. Fooled you. And then he goes and puts on a Jason Voorhees mask. Yes. And has a knife. He's just playing this fantasy of wanting of to act, playing, yeah, of, of playing make believe with his with this with this guy with his idol, which is a crazy thing because like, I mean, it could have been, I mean, that's just, if if he would have just applied for the Make a Wish Foundation, mm-hmm. he could have gotten this Easily. time because I mean I don't know if he has any family left. I clearly not because he's got the paparazzi friend and uh, and he works on the streets of Hollywood I mean can I talk he's, he seems like he has a pretty lofty apartment in he's got a very nice apartment for somebody who makes no money paying for that I um, don't know what it is the uh the other thing I want to think that 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 is crazy in that scene is Dunbar is realizing that he's about to get killed by this crazy psychopath and he tells him he's like hey he has this idea of like well you know what? hey we do this thing as actors called visualization what's that and he explains to him, it's like, well, it's like you 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 imagine something, mm-hmm. which is like, isn't that just acting? Like, yeah, that's just acting. <laughs> and so he has uh, Moose imagine what it's going to be like when when they when he gets untied. Well, we'll just go out and we'll have dinner together. I'll we'll call go, my manager. We'll He'll go, get us a table. Any table, any restaurant. We're going to get strawberry ice cream. And we'll hang out. We'll come back. And you know, we'll come back. We'll watch my movies. On and you the know HD what? TV. Moose, we'll just hang out and laugh and have fun. And Moose is in this state of euphoria. Truly, Just, yeah. Truly. Well, and like the camera changes, it becomes everything becomes brighter. Like it, you kind of get lost in in this trance, in this euphoric trance. Yeah, and it, it's immediately stopped because during this trance, 
Um, well, he's like, well, he says Dunbar tells me he's like, well, but we have, in order to do it, you got to untie me. Yeah. yeah. Moose is like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got to untie you. And so he unties him, and uh, Dunbar unties himself, and he, he gets his hands free, mm-hmm. and then uh, he punches Moose right in the face. Yeah. And Moose starts screaming. Spoilers. Dunbar turns, pulls a shotgun out of his bed. First thing he does is shoot Moose's hand. Shoots his fingers off. They're clean off of that hand. It's insane. Uh, and then he reaches into his bedside table and pulls out a Bowie knife. Uh-huh. And then cuts the ropes off of him. But he cuts it in a weird way. He like holds the knife yeah. up and then like drops it down. And then he's trying to like seesaw it when he should have gone from underneath the rope and gone up. Because if that knife had any kind of sharpness to it, it would have... Co- he's never cut rope before. Clearly. Come never on, been a Devin Sawa. Uh, then he gets up and chases Moose through the house. Pushes him down the stairs. He rolls down. I, you know... Most people who have a shotgun for home defense yes. don't have it completely full of slugs like this guy did. This guy's ready. Most people have the first shot as salt. And especially as especially having a kid in the house. Oh totally. And like and I think if I think if you even defend yourself uh, with your shotgun in your home in some states definitely California, uh, and the first couple of, sh- it's all straight up slugs, you pretty much just murdered that guy. Yeah, you pretty much just dead. killed that guy. Uh, yeah, you, so you're supposed to go uh, salt, you're supposed to have your first shot, it's going to be salt, rock salt, mm-hmm. and then the second one's going to be bird shot, so it's not going to kill him, but it's going to pepper him, mm-hmm. and the second one's supposed to be buckshot. Wow, well, I didn't realize no, that there was salt, like an order of salt, bullets. Salt, bird, salt, uh-huh. buck. Wow. Yeah, because the first one's going to scare them, and if they're still going because they're crazy on crack, then you got to move it up. So you hit them with birdshot. That's not going to kill them. It's just going to kind of get them in their face and get really kind of burn. Yes. If they're still coming at you, you try one more time, maybe the salt's definitely going to scare them. By that time, it's open season. You got to take this motherfucker out. Blah, 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 blah. Slam that motherfucker. Jeez, man. Shotguns scare me. Have you ever shot a shotgun? No. I've shot shot a few guns at a range, yeah. Nice. So uh, a handgun. uh, I can't remember specifically the models and makes of these guns. It was a while back. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Lame. The only guns I know are the guns in Call of Duty. What? No, that's fine. Did you I, want me to keep going? No, um, no, but but we should go shooting. We should go shotgun shooting. Let's go let's see. Do it. Let's go shoot, uh, skeet shooting. Shoot some birds. They're just called clay pigeons. They're not real birds. Um, Good. Fanatic, though. Yeah. Do you have a BPS? <sighs> did wait? Did we even finish where we were? No, because we didn't get to the twist. Yes. Let's talk about this twist. Dunbar dude. and <laughs> I'm sorry. Dunbar and Moose have this insane fight where Dunbar stabs the shit out of him, uh-huh. and. Uh, Let's Moose go. Just like decides not to kill him, which is weird because he should definitely kill this psycho stalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was crazy. Yeah, Moose starts crying, and it seems like it really emotionally affects Dunbar. Yeah, he feels bad that he beat the shit out of this guy and stabbed him in the eye. Yeah, it's crazy. Stabbed him right in the eye. That was gross. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Moose's threshold is through the roofs because he's able to walk out of this house, walk down the streets of Hollywood. Willy and nilly. luckily, that paparazzi girl finds her. If that she wouldn't have found him, he would have died right there. Yeah, he would have bled. Um, well, he's getting helped by his paparazzi friend, though. Um, Dunbar is sitting at home, just panting and just can't believe what the fuck happened. And then there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And it's the police. It's the fucking police. And it's like, oh, thank God the police are here to help him, right? Mm-hmm. And then the camera cuts, and it's the gardener. And the gardener's shaking his head. And then it cuts to the maid who's been sitting dying cold outside for, for like days three days or something days this woman has been laying she has outside. no family i she has no loved ones the gardener must have seen it and been like it was fucking 
Dunbar. Did was this like her weekend? Because Devin Hunter Dunbar was not looking for her. Who knows, bro? So so Dunbar ends up getting arrested for the murder of the of the maid. Yeah, it was not him at all. I right, so that that's the twist, guys. Spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, I'm sure you should give it a watch because it is interesting to see John Travolta in a character that you've never seen him in before. And it's crazy to see what Fred Durst can do besides make uh, adequate music. Yeah, it's very interesting. He's made some interesting decisions. Like Alejandro has said before, the first interesting decision that he made was making, making this, this film. movie. <laughs> uh, the second interesting decision that he made was John Travolta being in this movie. I wonder how much John Travolta got paid. This movie only made three thousand dollars. Did they just pay for his food or something? That's what unbelievable. Is he doing? That seems like a mistake. But I saw that on multiple sites that they only made three thousand. I'm so curious as to what the budget of this film was. Like, how much did it lose? I have a oh. feeling that this is going to become a, full, a cult classic, though. No way! You don't it's think not so? that good. You don't like it? Not not if, good. If if it had if it had more than just John Travolta in it, I would say I would think so. I think a cult classic, not necessarily in the sense of like, oh, this is a hidden gem, but more so how uh, the room got like that cult following. Oh, uh, but the room's actually entertaining. You don't. You didn't think I, this was entertaining. Ah, uh, uh, you did. said that I at the did. beginning. I did. Fuck. The room's better though. The room's way better. Oh than yeah, this. of course. I love the room. I mean, easily watch the room first with a room full of friends rather than and some spoons and some sp- and some spoons so that you could throw it at the screen. Uh, did you have a B pass? A best person on set award. I'm gonna give it to John Travolta, man. I have to. I'm gonna give it to Fred Durst because really? I don't know how how easy it is to transition from something like making incredible music with Limp Biscuit to making these cinematography masterpieces. Obviously, that transition's difficult because <laughs> this movie. He's still working on it, I think. Um, I wonder, did Fred Durst have a cameo and I missed it? No, I, I definitely didn't see no, it. He I didn't definitely, see it. he didn't. He's he already shoehorned his music into the he film. He for sure shoved the music deep. Yeah, if you're not familiar with Limp Biscuit, the band that does the song Nookie, keep rolling, 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 rolling. They invented, I think, what's called rap metal. Man, you know That's who invented rap metal? Foil people. <laughs> Whoever made foil invo- invented rapping with metal. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson Company. <laughs> the people that make your shampoo as well. SC Johnson, a family company. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, you can uh, follow me at ICBTB Podcast. And you can follow me at ICBTB Podcast. And you can follow my personal page at call underscore me Jesus. You can follow my personal page at Christian Has Asthma. And you can contact the podcast at ICBTB Podcast at yahoo.com. Yep, we don't have Gmail because Alonjo fucked that up. I didn't know you had to be an age. We. He put the birth date as the down day. as the day that we made the email because so, that's the birthday of the email. He said, "Sorry, you're too young to have this email." <laughs> and then blocked us for like thirty days. And we're like, they "Fuck it, we were, we're zero years old." <laughs> yeah, now we're Yahoo, dude. We've had multiple people ask Yahoo. us, "Why do you guys have Yahoo?" It's good. Yahoo's good. I like it. Yahoo's a good service. Bro. I like it. I, I mean, I my first email was with Yahoo. My first email was with Hotmail. Oh, rest in peace, Hotmail. Did they they still, still think. I still see people with a Hotmail. Uh, oh, that's old school, dude. Yeah, man. You got to brush the dust off of that email. I don't think you understand how emails work. It's not a physical thing. They are not. Christian, let's go ahead and talk about emails then. Let's let's log off. Okay, <laughs> then we'll talk about emails. Bye.
bad.